0: Hey, what's up guys? Jordan Anderson here, and today I want to talk about the business strategy of buying a camera versus buying lights. Okay, let's get into this. Let's let's just talk about overall business strategy as a cinematographer, as a sort of freelance shooter, and how to make yourself more attractive in the market and meeting the market needs of your local area. I've talked a little bit about this. Uh, I might link it up up here somewhere uh, about how to buy a RED camera. I talked a a while back about why people or how people buy such expensive cameras. So let's talk about the first reason uh, why someone would buy a camera or buy lights. Uh, The first one, the first reason is direct income. So they're gonna take the camera that they have, they're gonna take the lights that they bought, and they're gonna become a mini rental company. So they're going to make direct income off the rental days of the camera that they bought. So let's keep with the uh, the red camera example. Somebody buys a red camera, they have all the everything, all the accessories needed, so now they have a full uh, red package. They then rent that out on a daily rate people pay them, and then they send an invoice. So that's just like direct income. The next one I'm gonna call indirect income, and that could be like, you could call that branding, you could call that business strategy, but this is using that asset, using the camera or the lights to get you jobs that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise. If you ever looked at some production Gigs, if you looked at like job listings for cinematographer, some people are looking for what's called an owner operator. They own the camera and they're also able to operate the camera. So, a lot of people you'll see in their Instagram tags, red owner operator. And the reasoning behind why a production company would look for it, would look for specifically an owner operator, uh, is not always clear. But one reason that sticks out is they're looking for kind of speed of production. Uh, They're not looking for just an operator, because if they just have an operator then that means they the company has to go and rent a camera, they have to go pick it up, they have to drop it off, they have to post insurance for it. As a cinematographer, you say, yes, I know how to use a RED camera, but then they give you this RED camera and you're like, well, I'm not exactly familiar, I, this isn't quite the camera I'm used to working with. So there's that like kind of lag time as a cinematographer where you have to learn or get super acclimated to the camera as quickly as possible. And that can take some time. You know, you may need a day ahead of time just to get used to the camera, test the camera out, so then on production day you're able to kind of just get it get it and go. That's that's like kind of a speed, speed, efficiency, money reason why a company would look specifically for an owner-operator. If you're an owner-operator, it's your gear. You know where everything goes. You know how to assemble it. You know how to troubleshoot it. That's why someone is an owner-operator. They're able, and, and you can use both strategies. You can do direct income. You can do indirect income at the same time. Uh, You can sell yourself, I'm an owner operator, I have the gear to do this job. When the jobs aren't coming in or it's kind of a slow period, you can rent out your camera as sort of a supplemental income. These are investments. You know, an investment, whether it's stocks, a house, or a camera, or lights, or equipment, you want the investment to last as long as possible, you want it to have a positive return, you put money in, you you want more money out of it than what you put in. Uh, you don't want your va- the value of your investment to get cut in half instantly, or you don't want it to lose value. You want it to stay as valuable as long as possible. Not everything can stay valuable as long as possible, but you know, if if you want three to five years out of it, then that's, that's a good investment in your mind. So you have to look at this like, if I'm buying this camera, is this going to make me more money? Is this going to... S- Uh, you know is this going to spread my reputation further is this going to help my personal brand is this going to improve my work and then therefore get me more jobs you're just going to have to like think about if i get this how will this positively affect my business and then you also have to think about okay if i get this how will this negatively affect my business could this be a burden on me now i have to make these payments on this camera or on this light package and now the jobs aren't coming in, now I'm having a cash flow issue. There's one example that sticks out most in my mind about buying a camera, and that is the Canon C300 Mark II story. Just a few years back, I know it was a long time, uh, but if you remember when Canon C300 Mark II came out, there was only the C500, there was a C100 Mark II, there was no C200, there was no C700, it was 100, 300, 500. So then they came out with this Canon C300 Mark II which was better than the 300, and better than the 500 to some degree, and that came out at $25,000. I know a couple people that bought that camera day one, or they have like very early models of Canon C300 Mark II. Uh, It was $25,000. And then about a year and a half later, they started, you know, Canon was expanding their cinema line, and they cut the price of the Canon C300 Mark II from $25,000, to nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars ten thousand dollars and that was instant it, like if you were gonna buy if you were looking on bnh or whatever and the camera was 2500 the next day it was worth ten thousand dollars for someone who doesn't own that camera that was fantastic news that means you know that's a huge discount over 50 percent discount on the camera that you were thinking about buying this is a great cinema camera this is a workhorse if you own this camera your investment just got cut in half there's no if you were anticipating to resell the camera or sell it to somebody else uh, there's no way that you can sell it now for twenty five thousand dollars. It'd be like you bought a car for fifty thousand dollars and then the next day it was worth twenty five thousand dollars. That's just it's a huge blow uh, in sort of an investment mindset. So you have to be pretty cautious when it comes to camera technology like I have my g h five I'm not. I don't anticipate to resell this to anyone. Uh, What my mindset for this camera is that it's going to get me more jobs, or that it's going to give me the ability to do jobs currently. You just have to think about it like that. There's like This is all sort of an investment. So if you're buying cameras or lights, you have to think about what's going to last me the longest. And that's why I keep talking about buying lights. There are some cinematographers out there who don't own any cameras, they don't own lenses, they just own lights, and they'll bring their lights to set on the project, sort of like, hey, you don't have to get a lighting package, I've got that. And then based on the project, if it's a 4K, 8K, HD project, they'll rent the cameras based on the specs of the project. Lights compared to cameras are have a much longer shelf life and are able to sort of retain their value much longer. LED lights have come out and they've like totally revolutionized everything. We're using LED lights here. That's all I use now. I I don't own any tungsten lights anymore. Got rid of all that. You can use a Mole Richardson light from the 1980s and still get a really good quality of light. Nice tungsten light. But if you bought a camera from the 80s and use that on your project, uh, you would obviously not get the same amount of quality. A light like that has a much longer shelf life. So if you're thinking about that as an investment, maybe lights is something that you should invest in versus a camera. Or if you're gonna invest in a camera, not think of it as something that is gonna retain its value. Just if you're gonna buy it, think of it as a lost leader, you know it's gonna lose money, but you know that the jobs you're gonna get from it are gonna pay for itself. So my name is Jordan Anderson. Thanks for watching everyone. Leave something in the comments about what strategy you're going with. I'm very curious what you're deciding. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe. We'll see you soon.